Welcome to another episode of Coffee Chats Coffee with me, your host, James Coffee. Today we've got a guest that's not only a brilliant coffee professional, but a really great friend of ours as well, Roger Gonzalez Zapata. Today we're chatting with Roger about his coffee journey and his coffee story. And before things get going, this is a long one. This is a long podcast. It's over an hour. But we didn't want to cut it down. We didn't want to take out any of Roger's amazing story. So sit back for a while, maybe take it in two sittings. You know, the weather's getting a bit better. Maybe go for a nice long walk. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation with myself and Roger as we talk about his family's history in coffee that goes back almost 100 years in, in Colombia and what he's up to at the moment, why he loves coffee and how coffee has brought not only myself and Roger together, but other people together. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, and for now, I'll hand it over to Roger. So today we've got Roger with us on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have Roger with us today. And myself and Roger actually first met almost two and a half years ago, I think maybe even more at a event that Roger was running in Joe's Cafe at the back of Arnott's. Um, and we've kind of been friends since. So Roger, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast with us today. And it's a pleasure uh, for me. Thank you so much for having me. That event seems like, I mean, it only seems like yesterday. It, was, it doesn't seem like it was two and a half or three years ago. Time's kind of flown since then. It, it is very interesting how actually, uh, uh, how coffee actually unite people. Uh, from all the all the coffee people I have been talking about uh, or talking with, I also find, you know, these weird connections, how coffee how coffee actually uh, made connections for life uh, with with friends of them. So and it's it's, it's so interesting that I, I have never, for example, imagined uh, uh, finding a uh, finding you as a friend in a course in Joe's. It's like what? <laughs> so um, very very interesting. Since then, uh, yeah, both uh, friendship and 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 your career as a coffee professional has evolved. Uh, in a really good way and also super fast yeah very very nice that was a very nice encounter yeah absolutely well i i loved it and i think we did another course a month or two after that as well which was which was really nice um, mm-hmm. and i suppose the other thing or one other thing that we do kind of have in, have in common i was lucky enough to get to Colombia a number of years ago which is a country you were obviously hugely familiar with <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think what if we could kind of start people off today and have a chat about kind of you know your your coffee story or and we just said this before the podcast and it's it's, it's almost sounds kind of embarrassing to say it again but your your single origin story if you will so if you want to kind of let us or tell us about about that and how you got to where you are today sure so um well, I'm from Colombia. Um, I'm from the capital, uh, Bogota. Uh, wild, wild capital. Um, and uh, well, uh, I ended up here by I don't know by accident. I don't know. It was it, I wasn't planned to 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 end up here in 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 Ireland, but uh, anyway, here I am for the last uh, four years. And um, 
Well, coffee has been always in my veins. Uh, my mother, um, so the history is, is, is very interesting. Uh, when my, my grandfather, he he used to work as a kind of a, a tourist guide for um, gold diggers uh, in Colombia. No, American people, they were going to, to, to mine, uh, you know, gold in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it casually in the coffee area in that time. Talking about, I don't know, man, the 40s, I don't know, I really don't remember. Uh, no, the 50s, back in the 50s, 60s. Oh. So they were going to to, to to get gold. So my grandfather, he was uh, kind of a guide for them through to the jungle and stuff. And uh, he was quite, uh, you know, he was quite in the booze, <laughs> drinking a lot. And, and my mom told me that he used to have this uh, huge tap on the bars, you know, like a he was going to 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 the tabs, and in that time, uh, my mom told me that casually the tabs were also where people were able, in, at least in that rural area, they were also able to to buy food. You know, so kind of kind of like uh, uh, in the day they were buying food. You know, like uh, whatever they needed, the lentes or whatever, and yeah. then at the night they also could have a, a, you know a drink. Uh, similar to what happened, for example, uh, in London uh, in the 1700s, 1800s, where, where people, uh, uh, you know, uh, a day were, were able to get uh, some alcohol, at night were able to get some 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 coffee. Actually, that thing I was in French, in France. Anyway, um, um, then uh, uh, my father, my grandfather, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he his debt was too much. Uh, he lost. Uh, he has basically had to to sell the house in order to pay for everything that he that he owned. Um, so they were in in really bad condition. Uh, finally, they ended up living in a in a very small very small uh, farm. And without money to do anything, the the only they could they could feed on was the food that was growing in the backyard. Then my mom told me that uh, that she found uh, coffee and cocoa growing in the backyard, and uh, that's how where they uh, you know they, they sometimes they were eating. My mom was eating the cocoa or, or the coffee, and then later on they started growing coffee and cocoa as well. So uh, they did that for a while. Um, so the, the coffee growing uh, and the cocoa growing as well, but uh, they didn't have, you know, the knowledge, the proper knowledge, how to escalate that into a production. So they made it last. Uh, I really don't know for how long, but uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it lasted, it was enough to give them, you know, that again a start, a start from zero, and and after that, you know, the, the, my grandfather put his his things together and uh, he solved everything and he went back to job and everything was, was a little bit better so that, that experience actually helped him to kind of you know reshape his his lifestyle which was really good um then th- that's kind of how coffee is kind of in my veins my mom was always attached to coffee she's from a growing coffee region in colombia which is called uh, antioquia and antioquia so Antioquia is a, it's a huge um, department and uh, it, it covers a lot of, you know, small coffee regions, which is very interesting. And uh, 
Um, and later on talking to my family, I didn't even know that. Uh, my brother-in-law, he was working in coffee fields for seven years as a coffee picker. <clears throat> so talking to him was also like, what? Um, my father also was a little bit involved in coffee. It's like all my family has been involved in coffee. But I didn't know that until I came here and I started working in coffee. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't know that but all the time, all this, you know, that coffee the kind of tradition was there. Because, not necessarily because you are from a coffee producing, uh, coffee, coffee, coffee producing country, coffee is going to be your thing. Um, I have met different people that comes from, I don't know, Guatemala or Honduras, Ecuador, Peru, and they don't even drink coffee. Even Colombian people, some some Colombian people are like no, I hate coffee. Like like what? <laughs> so <laughs> it's not it's not necessarily uh, that you know that you're going to to have a connection with coffee. Uh, in my years uh, as a coffee profession, I have met people that work as baristas and they hate coffee. It's like why are you here, man? Like well, <laughs> I love the interaction. Yeah, it's like yeah, I love wow. the interaction with people. I love the job, but I don't like coffee. I hate it. So that's, like, that's, wow, like a, so... that's like a barman that doesn't that doesn't enjoy drinking pints. Like that's, <laughs> that's, quite, that's but, crazy. But I'm <laughs> But you know, uh, those guys that I met working as baristas that they don't like coffee, they yeah. actually are good at it. They don't like coffee, but they they what they told me was I like the interaction with people, and that's what make you know kind of coffee enjoyable. But I don't drink it because I don't like it, and. Um, uh, well, that's a conversation for for, for, for another day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so um, true is that I didn't know I love coffee. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Colombia, yeah, yeah, I was uh, I I was drinking coffee all my life. So basically, uh, uh, at least in my house, I can talk for Colombians in general, okay? But at least in my house, the regular breakfast was coffee um, and the rest whatever is it but the coffee was always in the table coffee um, and uh, it's, it's very common to find in Colombia people drinking a coffee a cafe con leche or coffee with milk yeah um, yes in Colombia we do add tons of sugar to the coffee uh, <laughs> And tons of, of milk, and and that's actually something that it it, it really uh, resonates with me when I started in the specialty coffee world. Like, uh, no, you don't add sugar to the coffee. Like, wait, what? Wait, what do you mean that you don't add sugar to the coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't have to. Yeah. Oh, really? So that's those 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 kind of you know small details were actually the ones that got me into into this uh, world um, because. What happened in, in, in most of the coffee production coffee producing countries is that yes, they produce coffee. Like look for example, Brazil. They are the biggest uh, coffee producing country in the world. Hmm? They still are. So the second one is Vietnam, but Vietnam produces a lot of robusta. Anyway, so Bra 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 Brazil is the Bra Brazil is the, the biggest uh, coffee uh, producing country. And uh, until the last probably five, seven years before before that, all the coffee they were drinking, like you know, the, the majority of coffee they were drinking was whatever was left 
after all the great coffee was exported. And that's the same case in Colombia. Mm. So only until the last, maybe, I don't know, uh, probably five years, uh, I may be a little bit wrong, maybe a little bit longer, but, uh, but only until recently, people in Colombia were drinking the worst Colombian coffee because the best is just sent out. Um, coffee producing countries, they don't, we, we are we are in our way to creating that culture. We are creating it. Specialty coffee is helping us to reshape our uh, coffee culture consumption for a way, okay? Yeah. Um, because before specialty coffee, you know, you was going to the local supermarket. Uh, I remember me buying a ground coffee. <laughs> Like, that's, that's the thing. That's what you do in Colombia. That's what you do in coffee producing countries. You go to the supermarket and you buy the cheapest uh, 250 grams bag of coffee yeah. and everything is ground. You just open it. You don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, you are from Colombia or you're from Brazil, but not because of that. You are born uh, a coffee expert. You just, you know, you just open the coffee and you know that oxygenation, that... Uh, the coffee is stale. The coffee is, you don't know any. You don't know any of that. Yeah. So you just make your coffee, and then oh, this thing is bitter. What to do? You follow the family tradition, which is like what? Add ten spoon of sugars. Oh, yeah. Now it's too sweet. Now <laughs> add tons of milk. Oh, that is perfect now. You know. <laughs> I, I remember when I was in. It was either it was either in Colombia or maybe Bolivia, or maybe it's done in both. But you know, like the. the like the street sellers would be selling kind of cups of coffee from from a flask say from like a big flask i think was it called a tinto don't they call it but it was like it was the most bitter coffee i've ever tasted in my life um yeah we, and, we, and, we call it tinto it, yeah and then it was just like they were kind of handing you like packets and packets of sugar to put in to, yes. to sweeten it up and it was so it was so black and it was just it was yeah. almost like um it was almost like kind of a syrupy consistency. Like it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> fully liquid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, look, Tinto. I don't even know what they call it, Tinto. Uh, I remember once uh, when I was, I was a kid and I asked my mom, why do we call, why is it called Tinto? And she said to me, it's because of the color is similar to Vino Tinto. Uh, vino Tinto, we call Vino Tinto for us is red wine. Yeah, red wine. Vino <laughs> Tinto. I mean, yeah, I can see that. It, it does look like a... Yeah, it does. A dark, a dark red wine for sure, yeah. 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 So then that's, uh, according to my mom, that's that's why we call it Tinto. So, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, but yeah, you drink it that you don't know. And also uh, the coffee, the, the, the coffee industry as such in Colombia, Yes, I mean, we had our ups and downs. Uh, when you read the uh, coffee history of Colombia, uh, you realize that, that, that we had really, really good moments of, you know, uh, like coffee was at one point our main, one of our main uh, crops to export. But then at the same time, uh, in some years back in, the, back in the days, it was really bad, uh, especially because of, of, of how Brazil uh, it was overproducing coffee at one point mm. and that actually it affected uh, Colombian coffee production 
best. Uh, so we had our ups and downs. Uh, at one point, uh, uh, at one point, I think back in the 20s, if I'm not wrong, uh, or the 30s, uh, Colombian coffee farmers, they really were thinking to leave coffee aside, like 100%, like we're not going to do coffee anymore. And that basically that's how the um, Colombian Grow- Growers Federation was born, kind of like that. It was kind of a, a, a project from the government, if I'm not wrong. Uh, about okay, how we are going to incentivate these people to keep growing coffee because of course they saw a business opportunity there. I am sure they never imagined that something like what is happening right now with specialty coffee would happen. But yeah, but the market has been always there, always there. So at least for commercial coffee, and when you look at specialty coffee, specialty coffee is only two percent of the of the coffee market. So we wow. are a very small niche. So most of the coffee that they sell is commercial coffee. And you have to understand that companies like Starbucks, Costa, Nestle, Lavazza, they are the big players here, mm. you know? So, and, uh, and not necessarily they are doing bad thing. Uh, when you look at the, at, the, at the stats, you realize that specialty coffee is not actually doing tons of research. Yeah, there is some research there lately but the research done in the coffee industry is by commercial coffee companies nestle starbucks look starbucks they starbucks and and starbucks and nestle they donated tons of seats and tons of money when the um hurricane hit puerto rico i think mm. 2018 or yeah, yeah they did uh, and they were you know like i'm talking about a lot of money and and they send resources i i uh uh so why in all this uh i and this is the part of the story how i fall in love with coffee i fall in love with coffee with coffee because of nespresso so and when i was working with nespresso i they they actually they grant me access to a lot of information about coffee information that uh, not any like not most coffee the people working there, they know. Just because I was, I was really into coffee. Man, it's like it, it was so interesting. Uh, so let me just get back a little, uh, go back a little bit in time. Um, is when I, when I close that, that will happen in reality. Uh, all the good research is being funded by commercial coffee companies, mm-hmm. specialty coffee companies. Uh, they started doing some research now. You have to look at, for example, uh, the research done. Um, there is this, uh, there is this kid. I don't remember his name, but uh, I think I don't remember who is he's from. But um, his book was just published, and he's under the wing of uh, Scott Rao. And uh, they, he published a book um, called I think it's called The Physics of um, uh, filter brewing, I think it's called the book. Very interesting, I, 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 I read uh, I read whatever publications he, he, he was doing online. His website is called Astra Coffee. And I think he's, he's working as an astrophysicist or he's, I don't know, he's, he works as a researcher, as a researcher, as a researcher for astrophysics. I know the guy is very into physics, mathematics, and yeah. he came with, you know, with all these really kind of uh, uh, what, it, what, what it seems to be a very scientific, you know, study of, of, 
of, of filter coffee brewing, what do you need, the speed of the water. It's like a very kind of science kind of and... mathematical model. Yeah. yeah. It's very into like, this is what you have to do scientifically, or at least, you know, you have to apply this physics if you want to have a really good brew. It's a really good book. Um, if you are into that, personally, I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, at least have a look. And before you buy the book, check, check. Um, um, look, I'm not being paid to say this, okay? Because um, I really think it's very cool stuff that, that what the guy did. And before you buy the book, uh, go visit, just check on Google Astra Coffee, Astra. And uh, you're going to find his website and uh, just read what he has there. And if you like it, yeah, sure. Go on to the investment in the book. Uh, let me check his Astra yeah. Coffee. Yeah, I had a quick look there, actually. His name is uh, Jonathan Gajne. Yes, Astra Coffee. Yeah, it's called, the website is called Coffee at Astra. Yeah, at Coffee at, that at is AD. Mm -hmm. So Coffee space AD space Astra, and then you find it and blah, blah, blah. And the rest is, you know, it's up to you. But it's, anyway. So, but this is the, this is the most recent research done by, you know, Kind of a specialty coffee people. Uh, I am not saying that it's not research done by specialty coffee companies. I don't want people, your, you know, your audience to say, "Oh, this guy is full of crap." This no. Most most of the cool research in coffee is done by commercial coffee companies. Like for example, grinding. Uh, commercial coffee companies have invested a lot of money into make uh, why coffee capsules are a success because these companies they research into how to make the best grinding system and they did it mm -hmm. and they succeed uh, uh, you know there is all this stuff uh, uh, anyway it, it's, so, a good, it's a good point though like I think it's a good I was talking to somebody about this recently as well but like Without the likes of, you know, Starbucks and um, Nescafe and all the kind of big coffee mm -hmm. players, you know, people's knowledge of coffee isn't going to be anywhere near what it is, right? Because they mm -hmm. have the money and the resources there to yeah. to print these white papers and to do the research. And, and because yeah. they make so much money, they can just, they I mean, they have to spend it somewhere. And it's it, they do obviously like look into different ways that they can improve their their business yeah. and their bottom line but that does in a way tr trickle down to specialty coffee and to, to other things yeah. as well yeah 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 uh, and it does it's like uh, uh yes in a, in, a, in a specialty coffee we we say to the coffee farmers hey look this is the this is the color you have to pick the cherries when they are ready uh, or this is how you have to, to process the coffee, or this is, you know. Uh, but uh, the commercial coffee companies, what they're going to do is, uh, and I know that again, but by fact, is they are going to send agronomers. I'm talking about one or two agronomers. They're going to, they're going to send several hundred agronomers around the world to help these farmers that are producing, you know, coffee for their companies, to make sure that the soils is healthy enough to produce good commercial coffee. They're going to teach them how to, uh, you know, make better practices, 
because in the end, they don't have, you know, coffee that people are going to like, regardless if it's dark roasted or not, they're going to lose, you know, all the business. And then these people are huge companies. We're talking about conglomerates, you know? So anyway, so that that's it. Uh, uh, when I came to Ireland, um, uh, I was working in different parts. Uh, finally, I, I was... Uh, uh, given the opportunity to start working with Nespresso. Uh, and I remember the, the first coffee cups I tried in the interview, um, in, 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 the, in the interview, uh, the regional manager of Nespresso for Ireland and UK, he, he, we were talking about coffee. I remember I researched the company so much and, you know, it was a really good interview. And the guy said, you know what, I have something for you. And he he said, look, prepare this capsule for you. He gave me a, a limited edition coffee called Aguadas. And man, that coffee, I was like, what is this? I don't remember trying coffee from Colombia that tastes like this. Uh, I was I was very good, like, what is this? It's like, he, he asked me, you need sugar? I said, no, I don't need sugar. But like, what is this? So it was really, wow, okay. That was my first. That was my first interaction with coffee that tasted a little bit like not coffee, you know? Like yeah. this is weird. So I started working with with Nespresso. I kept researching. I kept reading because it really got me hooked. So when I was reading and asking, researching, after one month of being working there, I was um, I was kind of. Uh, you know, they have these uh, internal roles. Like, for example, they they don't have it anymore. But they, they they you could be you could be promoted to I don't know security champion. Example, if you are really good at I'm sorry safety champion. If you are really good at you know following all the safety and stuff that that every company you know asks you to follow. Mm-hmm. In my case, I became the coffee champion. But man, I really I really. I really geek myself so much into learn about what they do, how they do it, and about coffee. And I start digging so much, <clears throat> and I start asking for more, more, <clears throat> sorry, for more information about coffee. And they send me, they send me everything they could send me, everything that was, you know, allowed to share with me. And I devoured all that information, and I kept asking for more. And they said to me, "Sorry, man, but we don't have any more information to give you." <clears throat> I mean. Everything, everything we gave you is is because we are allowed to give you. Uh, I was in touch with the coffee expertise team that they are based in London, and they said, "Man, sorry, they even asked me to write an, an article about roasting." And you know, I, re- I really, man, was in love with coffee. Like, wow, now I'm crazy about coffee. I was like, Wah. and uh, I said, "Okay, uh, these people are not going to." To give me any information, but I want to learn more. I really, I know there is, I know there is more there. I know there is more. So in that time, I was working in Dundrum, in one of the boutiques they have in Dundrum, mm-hmm. and uh, because I live in, in, in city center, so I request uh, a change, and they actually grant me the change. So I was, uh, I was, um, I said that. Uh, Translate? No, how you said not? Transferred. I was. Transferred. Uh, I used it. Yeah, thank you. I was transferred. Thank you. I was transferred. I was thinking the word in Spanish. <laughs> I was transferred okay. uh, from Dundrum 
to uh, one of the boutiques they have in in um, in, in Arnott. And, uh, and by while working there, I started seeing things that I didn't see before. Like for example, uh, in, in 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 one of the entrances, uh, they 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 had they don't have it anymore there, but they had this brand called Joe's Coffee. You know it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have they had Joe's Coffee, and uh, I remember uh, going there and seeing this huge block of machine. Like, what is this? Like, okay, this is very interesting. I was like, okay, what is this? Like, okay, so then I start talking to the guys. Okay, uh, I did a little bit of research about coffee, so I knew I knew that in coffee shops they were they were doing espressos, but until then I haven't seen an uh, an espresso machine. You know, like, a, hey, this is how it looks like. Yeah. So I have seen enough pictures. Like, okay, so it looks small, but which, oh, okay, that thing is big. Okay. I start asking with I start talking with 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 the with the baristas and and for my luck uh, I was I was uh, my first interaction with a specialty a coffee barista that today we are really good friends. His name is Fernando. He's from Brazil. Um, he he was the person who, who attended me and man. It was just class to learn something about coffee from Colombia that I didn't know from him that is from Brazil. Who? What? Um. What? Do you remember what the coffee was? Was it? Was it? They used to get their coffee from the barn, right? Was it? Was it that? Or was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They they sell coffee from the barn and yeah. uh, and look. To be honest, I don't remember details. You know, technical aspects of the coffee. I just remember that I said, "Hey, I would like an." Espresso. I want to try an espresso. And he said, "Yeah, look, man, we have this option and this option." I said, "Okay, what that coffee comes from?" Uh, because I remember checking at the board and uh, and again because I was reading before so much about coffee, I was familiarized that in specialty coffee shops they are going to put in the board the origin and stuff. And I was okay. That's a, that's okay. This coffee, no, this coffee comes from Brazil and this coffee comes from Colombia. And I was like, "Let me try the Colombian coffee." And I tried the Colombian coffee. Oh man, I was like, okay, this is different. This is, this is completely <laughs> either or is wrong or, or this is a piece of heaven. I, I, I wasn't sure because the only thing I remember is really meant tasting fruits. Like, like a, a, a hot, a hot beverage tasting like a lot of fruits that I did at, at that point I didn't know which fruits they were I just I know I, I remember for me it was fruity I wasn't able at that point to you know to point and say oh it is going to be blueberries and blackberries and chocolate and a little bit of panela oh, oh I didn't know that you're like oh my god this is so sweet and it's so fruity what is this oh my god and uh, again, going back to the bar and talking to Fernando, like, man, what was that? He said, oh, man, that's how we do the coffee, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That was my, you know what? I want I want more. Uh, then I, I stopped researching about commercial coffee. 
<laughs> and I start researching specialty coffee. And man, my, my peers and espresso, they can tell you that, oh man, I if, if they happen to listen to this podcast at one day, guys, thank you for your patience because you were super patient with me. <laughs> uh, because after that, I just, I really couldn't drink any other coffee, uh, any other commercial coffee anymore. Uh, whenever, whenever I was drinking, uh, you know, any other coffee that wasn't a specialty coffee uh, per se, you know, I was like, no, this is, no, no, no. So then I, I started, I, I started going to, to different cupping events. Uh, the first cupping event I went was, uh, was made by the guys at Vice um, in front of Arnold's. I don't remember the name of the street. The name of the, of the street. Uh, so, uh, Valley, um, I think it's called. Uh, uh, no. Abbey Street, right? It used to be uh, Abbey Street. Yeah, it used, Abbey to Street. Be, used to be. Actually, that's the same place where Tria Fee started, right? That used to be in that. Building. Yes, yes, yes. So, and uh, and and they, they they did the first copying, and I went to the first copying, and I was like, I met a bunch of people. Uh, that's, that's where I met Daniel Horvath. That's when I met, uh, you know, like different uh, uh, high coffee professionals that are super, super into specialty coffee and respected professionals. What like, was, wow. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so I, so <laughs> that wasn't the Bailey's one, was it? That wasn't the what? Was that Bailey's? Was that the one that, that Stephen from Bailey's did? Man, I don't remember. Maybe what well, I don't remember. I I went I went to different coppings there. Yeah. Uh, because they did not they did several coppings. Uh, uh, and that, I just remember I went. The first one was there. That's so funny because uh, the, the first the first cupping that 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 I went to in in Dublin was in Vice, and was with. <laughs> Stephen Houston from from, <laughs> from Bailey's, and if I remember, it was I was in, in that one. It was in like October, November twenty. Oh, Jesus, twenty nineteen. Was that the right year? Twenty? No, before that, twenty eighteen probably. Okay. Um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so we were probably both at that event. Yes, uh, <laughs> I I was in that event. I I, I, I that's that's how I met Stephen, um, and. Uh, yeah, ever since then, I've been like, okay, I want to learn more, I want to learn more. And I remember, I remember looking for a play. Okay, so if, if I want to, if, if I want to know more about it, I have two options. One, uh, research myself. And I, and I get to the point that I was researching a lot, but I wasn't going anywhere. Because, uh, yes, uh, uh, you can you can read a lot and that is going to give you tons of knowledge don't misunderstand me if you if you want to learn a topic read probably is going to be you know kind of probably the fastest way i suppose because you're going to learn so much but then for coffee you also need that practical side yeah like i, I suppose for all, all the professions uh, coffee is one of one of those that really requires you to be hands-on a hundred percent. If you don't know how to brew coffee, you can read everything about brewing coffee. Everything. Yeah, it's, but it's if you 
it's the reten it's yeah it's the retention and application of knowledge it's it's a, a pretty kind of stuff like it like you said yes. it's the same in other things as well if you can yes you can read all the books in the world but if you don't actually do it you're you're not yes. going to learn or retain that information and you're right with coffee yeah you can read all the books you can you know you can watch all the videos on youtube or whatever but unless you're actually doing it you're you're not going to be yeah. good at it i suppose yeah yeah so uh, they said, okay, so I need to do something because I remember, uh, uh, you know, uh, buying some coffee equipment and saying, okay, uh, only, only by, 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 only by reading, actually I was, I was able to, I, I learned at home how to brew the 60. So I, in fairness, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't need uh, to go to a course to learn how to brew coffee. So for those ones out there, like if you want to brew coffee, yes, you can learn it by, by checking YouTube tutorials. You don't have to, you know, you don't worry that, oh my God, I have to do, to, 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 to pay a course in, in brewing or stuff to learn. No, you can do it at home. What you may, what you may need to do is like, after you do your reading and your research, start practicing. If something fails, ask to your, to your friends, you know, the ones that are brewing coffee for years, like, hey, I'm trying to do this, doesn't work. And look, coffee people are super passionate about what, what they do. And they're going to share with you stuff like, oh yeah, no man, how you're doing it? What is your ratio? And then you're going to start learning stuff. Mm -hmm. So those 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 kind of stuff are, you know, are, are you don't have to, to pay unless you really are looking for the certificate. You know, like if you really, if you really hunger to 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 hang certificates on your wall, yes. Go and do the courses. I mean, I don't have anything against that. In the end, by doing a course, you are supporting uh, a professional, uh, a teacher job, which is also important. They also, they also, you know, the same as every one of us. They are also trying to make a living. So, yeah. if you have the means and if yeah, please, uh, please do. So anyway, um, I wanted to learn more, and uh, I wanted to learn about, you know, I wanted. Uh, the, the way I learn is like I am a very I am a very detail oriented person. I like to discuss things in detail, um, but also I like to, to at the same time I like to check everything in, a, in kind of holistically. Just okay, what I'm going to do? I start researching for places where I'm going to study. And uh, I remember I found the Dublin Barista School, uh, 3FE, different, different. And I found this place called Coffee Laboratory. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm mentioning all these people, not because they're paying me anything. It's not like that. Uh, it's just like they have been so good to me that that since you give me this opportunity, I really want to name them because uh, if, if, you, if you are into coffee and you want to, be good you have to be with the best yeah we, that's what the people i consider to be the best we, we had um we had james mccormick on from dublin barista school a couple of weeks ago uh -huh. he's, a, he's a great guy and i've done courses in there as well and of course yeah coffee lab with with alien is, is i mean that guy's just a legend yeah so and then i found coffee laboratory and i said okay so they in that time they had everything I was looking for. I was looking to learn everything, you know, like roasting, uh, brewing, green coffee, 
the sensory skills uh, and whatever the rest are, are there that, that I think there are six different uh, models you can start okay I, I, I want to do this um so I started I started studying uh, studying there and the courses gave me the confidence I needed to say oh you know what yes I like this I think I'm good at this I'm going to put I'm going to try to pursue a in this um so i did i did few courses and uh, then i i had the opportunity to 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 go back to my country to colombia and that that was when everything changed for me um i went to colombia to visit my family of course but at the same time i was invited to go and visit a coffee farm I was very excited, like, oh my god, my first coffee farm, oh! <laughs> 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 uh, uh, my wife, she wanted to do so many stuff, like, oh, coffee farm, for So anyway, uh, I, I'm lucky that, that she also was like, okay, let's go to a farm, I like that. So. <laughs> so we should probably mention at this point, because we don't later on, that Roger actually imports green coffee um, into Ireland from Colombia uh, with some small farms. So if you are a coffee roaster and you're interested in speaking more to Roger, you can reach out to him on Instagram. We'll pop the links um, in the post on our Instagram. And also you can get him at uh, Los Cafes de Aroja uh, on Instagram as well, which is the which is the importer, importer company that he uses or his importer company name. Um, so yeah, that's our little shout out for this week, our ad that's not an ad. Um, now back to the podcast. So we had only, uh, I think we we had only one week. Uh, we didn't have more time to, to be in Colombia. So we really needed to, to take the best. And that's why we decided, okay, I talked to my wife like, okay, look, we only had one week. We can either go to the coast, uh, enjoy the sun and whatever, or go to a coffee farm uh, where you are going to be able to be peaceful. And well, she was in that in that piece. I am very eccentric, so <laughs> but anyway, so uh, she enjoyed it. So <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, no, she did. She did. Uh, and. Um, so what, what are we going to do? And we kind of put everything, you know, in a... Uh, my wife, she's actually very... She's very focused and she's very calm. So when, when, when it comes to taking decisions, uh, she's very, you know, she's very wise to take the right decision. So I, I discussed that with her, like, look, this is what I want to do. This is what you want to do. We need to get. We need to, you know, we need to get to a point that we both are going to be able to do what we want to do. So after talking, talking, we decided, you know what, probably the best that both of us are going to get the best is uh, go visit uh, your mom, and after that, just you know, go and, and and do the coffee farm, and we're going to be able to to enjoy. So uh, in Bogota, casually in Bogota that year, that was in 2019. Uh, in, in that year, there was a, cof, a specialty coffee exposition going on that was called 
I think it was called Col Bogota or Colombia Coffee Expo. I didn't know that exposition. And in that fair, I met Paul Kevin Doyle, that is the is the guy behind Mikaba State Coffee, a, very, mm -hmm. a, a renowned coffee farm in Colombia. They won the Cup of Excellence in 2019. And um, I met him there and we are really good friends uh, today. Uh, a guy that, you know, I respect him a lot. Uh, he has been, in a, in a way, uh, a, a mentor of mine. Uh, man, he, he loves coffee in a way that I say I say that only only people who has been in a coffee farm or that has a coffee farm they can understand his love for coffee. It's, it's just man, it's it's really in a good way. It's intoxicating in a good good way, man. It's it is just uh, let me just talk over here. Bear with me. Um, it's, it's, it's really, man, talking to him is, is like talking with a small, I don't know, probably with a, with a small uh, library. Whenever topic you want to talk about coffee, uh, uh, he has done the experiments. He, he knows people who knows stuff. It's, man, it's fascinating talking to him about coffee. Um, I met him there, and uh, uh, we became not only friends but also um, uh, business partners. Uh, nowadays, uh, uh, I am uh, a, I am his uh, kind of coffee. I'm representing him in Europe, so and uh, I have been given the opportunity to to share his coffee with you know with very. Uh, important coffee roasters in Europe, which is is, is an honor. Yeah, is, is has been an honor and a pleasure uh, being his friend and working with him. So, April, if you're listening, thank you so much, man, for your trust. Um. So, and after that, that 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 that, that small encounter, uh, we went Colombia, in Bogota, to the you know uh, the, some tourist activities, and after that, we get we get to the farm, and. Uh, if you if you if you guys have have heard stories of of farmers talking how difficult coffee farming is not because of farming itself but access to the farm it is absolutely true look from bogota to by the way the name of the coffee farmer i i, I went to visit his name is alejandro He's in a really good uh, uh, coffee region, which is called. Um, he's in 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 Willa. Um, they produce really outstanding co outstanding coffees there. They, he's at thousand four hundred meters above the sea level. And from from Bogota, where his farm is located, it's supposed to be around three to four hours driving, right? Three to four hours. The, you know, four hours being the ah, oh my God, so long. I like how you said supposed to be. I can almost sense where yeah. it's going. <laughs> it took us around nine hours to get there. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, man. It was, the, the the roads are awful. Awful, man. There is a, you know, you you go to the main road uh, towards his farm and everything is great. But once you, once you take the deviation from the main road. Yeah. And start getting into into more rural area. 
roads are insane, man. Insane. It's it's like only only horses, uh, mules, and heavy trucks pass through there. Yeah, I you think know, even it's, it's, even calling them roads is probably like it's probably being quite kind because they're yes it's like it's just a dirt track like we were and that's the word thank you yeah we were exactly. in maybe, maybe it was in colombia as well i'm sure yeah probably probably was we were um we were up in salento i think and uh-huh. like that we were like like you're on the main road and the main the main roads are excellent excellent like they're huge yes. kind of freeway styles but once you turn off, man, man, you better have some, you better be on a comfortable seat because it's like, just, you just bounce. You just bounce up and down for two hours or yeah. four hours on a bus. And it's, yeah. it's, it's tough going. And yeah, you're right. It's for the farmers, like have been, being, being where a farm naturally is, not being just off a freeway or off a main road. Yeah. It's so difficult for them to get their get their coffee or get whatever they're producing yes. to the main cities or the main market and stuff. Yeah, one of, one of, one of the saddest things I, I, I saw in my way in was, I saw these guys uh, from uh, neighbor from neighbor uh, farms from, from, from Alejandro. <clears throat> they were getting out his, you know, uh, plantain and other fruits to sell. Mm. And, uh, and everyone asking, oh man, uh, how much these people are getting paid for that? They have to be good money. He said, oh man, this is really bad for them. Like, what do you mean? You see, all that, they basically have to give it almost for free. So said, what do you mean? Yeah, man, the problem is like, they have to make a living. And no one wants to get in this side because of the roads. So in order for them to sell their production, they have to give it sometimes even below production cost because no one wants to buy yeah so whoever comes here whoever 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 comes here they're going to come uh basically on their expense because they don't want to come here because of the roads like wow man it's insane so yeah it's it's very bad um anyway uh that was for us was a very like experience going to the farm uh cool thing of of you know going in a car was like we, we could stop we could uh, pick up mangoes and oranges around around the way uh it was a sunny day it was beautiful otherwise was beautiful <laughs> uh, uh, from 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 dublin's weather to colombian weather. oh man we were delighted <laughs> oh my god this is so nice <laughs> Um, oranges is huge orange mango man it's like ah you just eat and eat and eat fruits all the all the way papayas uh yeah it's just it's it's beautiful man yeah you guys have to go to a coffee producing country choose choose the one you want to go you want to go to my country ah you love it you want to go to peru guatemala you love it i'm sure you love it it's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of gone, going off topic a bit, but it's just such a beautiful region. Like the whole, yeah. I was fortunate enough to spend, I think I spent about four months in South America in total, and it's just a stunning, stunning continent. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible. I would encourage anybody who is able to go to go and spend some time over there for for a couple of weeks or a couple of months because it's it's just like we were in Colombia for a month and I could have stayed for I could have stayed for ages forever it was just an amazing place thank you yeah it is beautiful and um, I haven't been in other 
South American countries. And um, but I, I really want to go and visit uh, I don't know Peru, Ecuador, um, mm. Venezuela. Well, right now Venezuela is, is, is not really easy to go there, but to Venezuela, uh, Mexico, uh, man, all, all these all these beautiful places that are just full of culture and it's just really it's really 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 beautiful and uh, yeah 100% recommended so anyway we get to the farm and uh, it's just man it was just a life changing experience um, I remember going to the farm and the first thing I was asking like okay where are the coffee fields <laughs> <laughs> like oh hold 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 all your horses man like whoa 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 we go tomorrow no worries like okay so I had to calm myself down uh, chill a little bit um, man uh, one of the beautiful things about going to farm is the food man you eat so well man, look you you can say anything about you you can I don't know you have you have heard everything about the coffee farm oh they, these people live in poor conditions or, and most of the farmers not only coffee farmers most of the farmers they do but there is something they do better than anyone and is they really know how to eat they really know how to eat mm -hmm. they grow their own vegetables they man everything everything they're going to eat they have it on their backyard basically so you eat super healthy uh, man it's just again Go to a farm. Go to a yeah. farm. There's a real, there's a real so, emphasis. There's a real emphasis on the kind of the whole kind of um, farm to plate type of thing, where everything, everything you get is just there. Like you don't need to go anywhere else to to get to get yeah. other food. And yeah, and even if you go to even even if you go to, to to the town and to the to the market in town, all the fruits, vegetables, uh, uh, fruit, yeah, everything is fresh because it was mm. big. I don't know, yesterday or in the morning. So everything there is fresh. And so, huge and abs absolutely massive. Yes. Like just, I couldn't get over the size yeah. of like the thing. I remember seeing avocados and they were like the size of like a melon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's normal. Uh, when, when, I, when I came here and I, and I looked to watermelons, I was like, what is this? This is just yeah. tiny. With the rest. <laughs> Colombian, <laughs> Colombian watermelons are just huge, man. Yeah. Easily can occupy I don't know. It's, it's just huge. It's, it's, if you put it in your in your uh, dinner table, anyone is going to notice it. Like, oh wow, this is a watermelon. Yeah, For I remember. Like, yeah, a watermelon. I remember last last year or or the year before, one of the supermarkets had avocados that were like bigger than bigger than the normal avocados that you would get here, and yeah. they were being advertised as like these like super avocados or something. I was like, these are just normal avocados. <laughs> <laughs> the ones we get are just so small. I was like, these, 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 and they were even smaller than the ones that we we had in Peru or in Colombia. And I was just like, yeah, oh, we we just don't get like enough proper fresh fruit and vegetables in Ireland because no. we just don't have the climate for it. But yeah, I I, I I love that about over there when you go to the market and you just see piles of fruit and it's just so fresh and it's so massive and it's it's so cheap as well which which i mean in comparison for over there it's it's, it's just it was a great resource to be able to just pop down to a market and just pick up giant fruit what, what, what was the fruit that you enjoyed the most being there papayas 
ah, fuck why. <laughs> yeah, or or mangoes. Yeah, definitely. I like a sweet fruit. Yeah, yeah, like wow, yeah, papayas can be very tasty there, yeah. man, and huge as well. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, next day we went to to uh, to the to the coffee fields, and um, and just by the, I think I think there is a misconception. Maybe I don't know if maybe it's only me. Of of how specialty coffee people see non-specialty coffee farmers, and is uh, I I have heard this. It was in my mind, but also I have heard from other people like, oh, co- we need to go and teach these people how to do this because they don't know how to do it right, and uh, we we can't be more wrong than that. Uh, uh, they don't necessarily has to do they, they don't necessarily do specialty coffee uh, great you know per se yeah but man they know what they're doing and it's like man look I, I remember going there with all this knowledge I wanted to share with them everything I have read everything I have learned how I wanted to share it with them and not not pretending I knew because I thought look I just want to share with you what, what I know and it works with you great it doesn't work with you there's nothing I can do I just want to share with you and you know yeah and uh, and man just going every day going going to bed with more knowledge like oh my god these people know so much <laughs> and uh, and yes I was able to share with them you know the, what I learned what I read and they were like oh I didn't know that and you know but most of most of the time was me being like wow I didn't know I was a thing in coffee farming. Wow. Like, this is amazing. Like, wow. So, um, it was a super, it, it was a super rich, super rich experience in all the senses. Um, being able to hear from them, being able to share with them as well, uh, uh, the, whatever knowledge I, I, I gathered until then. Um but the probably the most fascinating stuff was um, I remember I brought coffee from different roasters in Ireland. I remember I br- I brought coffee from coffee uh, uh, full circle coffee. Uh, uh, Wales I, I don't remember which other roaster in Ireland I, I brought. Anyway, I brought coffee to them uh, from different. Uh, uh, countries roasted from different roasters around the world and I put them to them one of the stuff I was able to share with them was this is how a cupping is done and they were like what is a cupping so okay this cupping is a way that you evaluate what you're doing so I, I, I shared that with them and other cool stuff like man kids oh my god man Kids were all the way around us. Like, what is that? What are you doing? And what the water? And with this and that. Okay, explain me this. Like, I was cool, man. Seeing this this generation of of, of next coffee producers engaged because they were doing something different. They, they, they were listening to, hey, uh, coffee can taste like this and not necessarily like that. Coffee tastes like fruit. Like, you know, like, what are you saying? Man, it was it was a blast. 
So I remember me uh, doing the cupping for them and I put all the coffees and uh, I, I also put the, the coffee there. What I did before that is I roast coffee for them. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I roasted, I roasted, I roasted on their, on their, uh, I don't know how you call it, on their wood stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, nice. How you call that yeah. thing? Yeah, like a wooden stove. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you call it. Yeah, yeah, got it. So then uh, I roasted for them. Uh, did, did I know how to roast back then? No. Uh, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I did with, with Alina. Actually, he he he. Uh, I took with him the roasting um, foundation course. Yeah. So I, I went. I, I just want to make sure I went there to to the best knowledge I could go there to share with them whatever was in my mind. Uh, again, not because I wanted to show them they were doing wrong. It's just because. I, want, I just wanted to share my passion, my knowledge, my interest, my dreams. I just wanted to share. I was so eager, so hungry to share stuff with people. And I, I found that to be a good opportunity because, because they actually, they, they, they were looking at me not with that, not with an, they didn't have a, that judge eye. They was really you know, interested into what do you have to share because we are going to share with you as well. Man, it was beautiful experience. So, so w- w- with that basic knowledge of roasting, I just, you know, roast that coffee to whatever way it turned out to be. <laughs> 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 then I roasted and, and, and the next day, and the next day um, we, we, we cup the coffees and we cut them all. And man, seeing their faces, drinking coffees from, from Ethiopia, we're like, what is this stuff? That's coffee. No, 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 that's not coffee. What do you mean? No, this is not coffee, man. <laughs> like, what do you mean? This is just delicious. This is not coffee. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's coffee. Then the coffee comes from Ethiopia. And then it started, that, that cupping allowed me or gave me, a, gave me the opportunity to share with them um, facts about coffee that they didn't know in that time you know like okay look this coffee is produced in this way it's fermented in this way blah 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 that's why it is like this in that time i didn't have any knowledge about roasting you know like a solid i don't have yet any solid roasting knowledge but in that time i was completely you know i just had a course you know so yeah I, I, I wasn't able to, to tell them how the coffee was roasted, but it wasn't needed. They only needed to know how the coffee was grown, you know? So, and that's what I did. I just shared with them the information I had on the coffees. They were like, wow. And they were, the coffee is so light. How the coffee is so light roasted? Like, well, this is called light roast. And we do this because we want to enhance what is inside the bean. We are just revealing uh, what, which gems we are just revealing the character of that coffee. Each coffee has a voice. This is how the coffee is expressing. And they were like, this is amazing. So they went coffee to coffee to coffee. And uh, they, they, they they came to a cup. They said, oh my God, this coffee is so, it's, they said, this coffee is different to all the other coffees. And I was like, okay, what are you tasting that coffee? They said, this coffee tastes 
like lemon. Okay. And um, and then the kids were like, hmm. said, what do you think is? Then the kids were like, said, no worries, there is no right, there is no wrong. Just why are you tasting? And the kids were like, well, this for me tastes like sweet lemon candy panela. Like, that's great. That's great. That's how we analyze coffee. We, we were just talking with the kids. We were just sharing the stuff. And he said, where is that coffee come from? And I said, that is your coffee, man. He's like, no, yes. And he said to me, man, I have never tasted my coffee before. That, that wow. was my life. That was, that, 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 that moment changed my, my life and my coffee career uh, vision in a way. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do all my life. That moment, like, this is huge. That's- I have heard before, I mean, before that, I heard people saying that, but I, I just suppose until, until you don't experience it, you mm-hmm. don't believe it. That just sounds like it's such a, like I'd say, I can almost see see you there, if you know what I mean, like, and having these conversations and how excited you would be. And, and then, you know, oh. the, kid, the kids saying, oh, it tastes like lemon and candy and vanilla. And you just being like, yes, 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 yes. And then just, it's almost like a light bulb goes off in your head and you're like, this is it. This is, this is, this is it now. I remember uh, I did record some videos of them. Uh, I even post some of them on my Instagram account and uh, asking the kids, okay, look, this is how you break the crema. This is how you scoop it. The, can I? Can we do it? Yes, do it. And their parents, I was like, can they do it? Of course, let them do it. Let them play with that. <laughs> so they were, the kids were, the, the kids, they were doing the cupping. You know, I just showed them at one point I said, look, this is how you do it. You want to try it? Yes. They try, they scoop it. They scoop it, it's like they clean the coffee and they were cupping the coffee. And it was great. One thing was great. The kids were all like, oh yeah. Okay, kids. For cupping, we need to be a little bit in silence because every, every person has to focus on what they're tasting. Okay. <laughs> And you tell to a kid, man, it's like, be quiet. <laughs> but you know what, man? They were so receptive. They were like, okay, so like, look, if you are in silence, you are going to be able to experience the flavors. And that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and man, seeing those kids, like, I don't know, I think the, the oldest was probably 12 and the youngest was, I think, eight. Or I don't remember if it was a youngest, I don't remember. I think the youngest was seven, or in, in, that, in that range, in the range of seven all the way to 12, mm-hmm. 13. Um, and seeing, seeing them in silence, cupping, you know, tasting the coffees, thinking about what I'm tasting. And after that, uh, coming back to me with an accurate description of how that coffee tastes for them. Like, look, I don't know if it's right, like, okay, but this coffee for me, like tasting coffees from Ethiopia, like this for me tastes, tastes a little bit like perfume. <laughs> like, okay, but like, okay, okay. It's like, I don't know, there is something like, it's just so, I don't know, it tastes sweet, tastes juicy, super fruity, but I don't know which fruit, but it tastes, it tastes, I don't know, it tastes like a, like a salad fruit and it's, 
I for me taste a little bit of perfume, and it's sweet. They're like, okay, sweet like what? It's like I don't know. It's sweet. Okay, that's fair enough. Mm. So, and every kid had different, di different, different description, but at the same time, close to the close to the previous one. You know what I mean? Saying like, yeah. okay, these guys are calibrated. So even though they are not coffee professionals, they are calibrated and worth the tasting. But what was what was really amazing to me was the fact that they were genuinely connected. They were connected with what was going on. The kids at the farm, they were asking, okay, if we, wanna, if we want our coffee to taste like this, what we have to do? Giving me the chance to tell them, you have, you need to implement better farm practices. And, uh, you know, and I just shared with them again, what I knew in that time. <clears throat> And I also, <clears throat> I also explained them what they needed to do. And like, you know what, you could study, you could go here in Colombia, you can uh, reach out probably to Seni Cafe, or you can reach out to your uh, uh, closest, uh, you know, like a, giving them hints. If you want a really good at it, you can study agronomy if you want. You can, you know, you can, everything yeah. you can do to, 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 and they were like, they were really, you know, connected. That's amazing. Like, that's, uh, I mean, it would, be, it would be amazing to go back. And I'm sure you still keep in contact with the farm, but it would be amazing mm -hmm. to go back there and, you know, in like 10 years or whatever and kind of see, see what's changed and see like, you know, the influence that I'm sure you've had on those, the kids especially, because they'll, they'll, they'll the ones that will learn more. It'd be great to see kind of what's, if, if it's changed and what's happened since then. I honestly, of course, I'm still in contact with them, and and things are changed for the better. Uh, now the farmer Alejandro and myself, we are working into, we're working in a small project. So, and uh, let's see what happens. So awesome. there is there is some potential to 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 do something good stuff in in that farm. Uh, it's going to take some time, but uh, he's very motivated to to make it happen. Uh, and, and, and look with kids it's like that that experience for them I am sure it also was you know they also it changed the perspective of what coffee farming is mm -hmm. and I'm saying that because um, it is well known in the coffee industry that younger younger generations of coffee farmers they are just leaving farming like they don't want to yeah. do that yeah. they just don't want to do that they don't want to do it for many reasons one of them is like hey Money-wise, it's just not worth it. It's like, I don't want to spend 20 years, or, or okay, four years planting a seed, wait four years until that seed start giving me coffee to be paid nothing. It's like, I don't want to do that. Uh, I saw my father all, all my life, all his life, struggling to pay the rent. Uh, we had to eat whatever was going in the farm. We don't know. We don't know what turkey tastes like. Uh, we we have never been in the coast. We are always in the farm. I don't want to repeat the same story. So they are trying to to go to either to the capital or become engineers. You know that is they just don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think that our responsibility as a coffee professionals uh, is, regardless of regardless of, of where you are in the coffee chain, guys. If you are barista, if you are roaster, if you are coffee importer, if you are coffee exporter, if you are a coffee cupper, it doesn't matter our responsibility as, as, as in this side is making sure 
that we are giving back to them. And what is the way, what is the best way we can give back to the farmers? Stop complaining about the price of the coffee that we're paying for. Yeah. If the if 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 the coffee shop you go, they charge for a coffee, I don't know, uh, whatever the price it is. I am not saying that you go have you have to go and pay whatever price they tell. No, it's not what I'm saying. Because you know, you may have coffee shops selling a coffee for 50 euros. Are you going to pay for that? Maybe not. But if you go to a coffee shop and they charge, I don't know, 450, five euros for a really good coffee, just ask about the farmer. Okay, what is who is the farmer? Where is the farm located? Um Ask stuff. Ask, ask. Like, okay, what is the farm located? Who is the farmer? How much money he may be being paid? Because for sure, the coffee that you are buying in the supermarket, believe me, those farmers are not being paid what is fair. No, they are being paid. No. They are being paid some money, yes, but the money they are being paid is based on the New York stock market, which is which is called coffee market or. We call it C market or commodity market, and that market fluctuates fluctuates a lot. Yeah. So a few years ago, the price per pound of coffee was 50 cents, and that's dollar, 50 50 cents dollar. So that's how much they were getting paid for coffee, and it went again up to 180 or so on, so on. But according to different studies. The product, the production cost of coffee, the, just the production cost, uh, varies between 150 to 180 dollars, $1.80 per pound. Imagine you paying 50 cents to a coffee farmer. Yeah, it's not, isn't it? You know it's, what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. So then, and then now. You, Based on that perspective, you understand why nowadays in Colombia, many coffee farmers that they are in the commercial, they, they don't know anything about the specialty, but, you know, some coffee farmers, they don't see any work producing coffee. And they say, well, instead of coffee, what we can grow? Well, we can grow coca. So coca is cocaine. Coca is going to give us more money. Unfortunately, Yeah. Because, because you have to understand how the market works for them. You have to understand. We just can't blame them. So and and now we have we have now more specialty coffee companies investing in into in how to help more coffee farmers around the world. Not only Colombia. Yeah. Uh, you have, for example, uh, the the beautiful, outstanding work that Sasha Sestik uh, uh, is doing. Um, he he has this company called. Uh, uh, he created this the side company called Project Origin. That, by the way, the head of that I think the head of that is is an Argentinian girl. I don't remember her name. Um, and she's the the Australian brewer champion as well. It's like uh, they are going to farms. They're trying to you know to create those beautiful. Connections and uh, and you have not only Sasha, you have different people. I think that Gardel is also doing the same in, in Uganda. 
you have uh, 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 other people. Uh, uh, I, I am not. I, I am not sure of which Irish roster is doing that, but for sure there has to be one or two or more. <clears throat> In the UK, I know a few ones that are doing that, um, and that's the way. That is the way to do it. Uh, look, coffee. Coffee farming is expected because of climate change again. Different studies are pointing at that by 2050, the consumption of coffee is going to double up, whereas the area the area to growing coffee is going to lessen by double. So the consumption is going to double up, area to grow coffee is going to it's going to be half less, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. So then, how, where are we going to grow that coffee? Yeah, we, we, the, 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 the most recent uh, studies shown that in Nicaragua, uh, some farms, they can't grow coffee anymore because it's just too hot. So there are already farms around the world that they can't grow coffee anymore because it's just not possible. It's too hot. So... What are we going to do? So we need to do something. Uh, I had the I had the chance to interview uh, a very uh, a very interesting person. Um, um, a, a very interesting person. She is the director of the botanic botanical gardens um, in United States. Uh, I don't remember the, the botanical garden, the the Denver botanical gardens. Her name is uh, Doctora Sarada. And uh, she, you have to look here in, in YouTube if you want. Uh, doc, doctor, doc, doc, look for Doctora Sarada uh, coffee. You're going to find, you're going to find that. Let me just check if I can find her, her last name. Um, so, and Doctora Sarada, she, her, her work is it's, it's beautiful. Uh, and um, basically, there is something I did, I, I know because of because of her. There is something called the coffee, the coffee bank jeans. I didn't know that that thing existed. And basically, uh, uh, Dr. Sarada Krishan, she's a coffee genetics expert. So, and um, and basically, the the the, the coffee bank jeans is. Um, you know how you have, uh, you know, you have blood banks, I suppose. Yeah. You go and you, you know, you live, you, you know, uh, and they are going to, to have that that blood there or or, or whatever organ you wanna. I don't know. You know, I don't understand really about about that part, but but you know what I mean. I hope yeah. you, I hope yeah. I hope you guys in the other side, all of you understand what I'm trying to say. So you can go and put, um, you know. Uh, anything you want in, in a bank and leave it there until you need it and anyway but you can't do that with coffee because you can take you can't not not so far you can take a seat and leave it in a bank and come back because the seat is going to it's going to go off it's going we know if, if we don't store coffee properly it can get moldy uh, it doesn't work with coffee so what is the way to have coffee in a bank? You need to have a coffee plantation. So the coffee has to be alive as a plantation. And that's how that's how the that's how the coffee bank genes work. So that's the way. But there is not enough research, there is, there is not enough funding for that. So 
and it's the, apparently it's the only way to keep alive certain coffee varieties that we are, are no longer anymore. Two, two years ago or one year ago, uh, the coffee arabica species entered the endangered species book. So it is, 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 is estimated, it's estimated that uh, thousands, maybe thousands or, of uh, coffee varieties or coffee species are extinct, are extinct and more are going to be extinct in the future if we don't do anything. So anyway, so look, I can't keep talking about this the whole day. So. <laughs> well, look, just, just because it's, it's kind of coming up to, to 12 and I need to bring somebody for a walk at around 12. <laughs> um, so if you want, so I suppose, I mean, we could, we could just keep talking for hours here, but um, so, okay so 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 what are you up to now that now i suppose so going from the farm a couple of years ago to to today what what are you up to in coffee now and what's what's next for for roger if you can tell us yeah so i i i i own a, a coffee a micro coffee um importer company called los cafe del arriero and uh basically um yeah I'm located in, in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, if you would like to reach out, uh, just check please for Los Cafés del Arriero in Instagram. And uh, uh, you can just contact me, uh, no problem at all. I'll be happy to to try to help you out to find the coffee that, that you are looking for. And thank you for this space, James, as well. So, yeah, so um, right now uh, the plans are to keep promoting the job that Colombian coffee farmers are doing. I specialize in Colombian coffee, uh, and my my heart is with them. I just want to make sure that you know they are being promoted. They are being recognized in the way they have to. And uh, you know, one of the things I believe in is we need if we want if we want good coffee, we need to support good coffee practices. And the only way to support good coffee practices is us by paying at the right price to them. So that is kind of what Los Cafés Larero work. That's kind of our mission. That's that's also our, our kind of you know kind of our vision. Make sure that they're okay. And of course, connecting them with with good coffee roasters in Europe, coffee roasters that are going to look at say, okay, you know what, we want to support that job as well. Um, because we can keep drinking commercial coffee all the life and it's not really changed that much our perspective in coffee so anyway so that's what I'm doing right now focusing in, 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 in my company I also had the, the great uh, opportunity to be part of, uh, of um, for a while of, of at the team of Crossed Brown here in Ireland and by the way, I want to send a, a special greeting and thank you to uh, Fergus Brown, the owner of Frosted Brown. You should definitely uh, check on them, James, and uh, whoever wants to try some delicious coffee, check Frosted um, Brown as well. Um, I, yeah, the, I was, I I was the... actually chatting to Ferg recently enough, nice. so uh, watch this space is all I'll say. Nice. <laughs> so um, I had the I I I had the the really awesome opportunity to to work with them for a while uh again it was another life-changing experience fergus is man fergus is 
He's a, he's a humble man. Uh, I learned a lot with him. Um, yeah, I grew personally and professionally uh, 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 while working with him. So very happy that he gave me that chance. And um, uh, now I'm trying to combine, you know, that that knowledge of, of, of roasting with with my knowledge in the back end of 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 a, a coffee quality a assessing and how to mix them both and how you know with all that what I'm looking is to provide the best feedback I can to coffee farmers for them to be able to know if they are you know aiming to the right direction awesome. uh, because not not for all coffee farmers is going to work not for all the coffee farmers works produce uh, 95 points coffee it's not the case for all the farmers so for most of the farmers it's going to work hey look I don't have the money to to buy the equipment to make coffee that score 95 but i have the money to 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 make coffee that is going to score 80 and that already is going to change their lives yeah so then you know combining those two experiences uh being mentored by by Alinjada and being mentored as well in, in sort of a way by by fergus brown i'm also you know uh, and, and i have a lot of people also helping me and I also want to send a, a special a special greeting to Luisa Fernanda Quintero. She is the uh, 2018 uh, Colombian uh, Coffee Roaster Champion. She's also mentoring me in, in, in a lot of stuff. So I'm very, very uh, uh, grateful. And and I, I really don't have enough words to, to thank all the people that are helping me. Uh, I have an incredible family, man. My wife is super patient. It's like, I am a man. You know me, man. I'm crazy about coffee. <laughs> yeah. And I can't look. It's like I I can't talk. I can't stop talking about it. So all <laughs> people that are around me are, are, are super patient. So uh, I don't have enough words to thank them. And and yeah. So coffee uh, coffee coffee is a thing that can be good for all for for all the ends, for the farmers to the consumer. Uh, we just need to you know, we just need to make sure that that we are making it work. So thank you, James, for this space. You are this is this is a great space for people to share their stories, to share what they're doing, what they're doing for the coffee industry. Thank you for creating it. I have listened to few few episodes, and the people that you have brought are super interesting, super knowledgeable, super passionate. Thank you for 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 man. Thank you for bringing me along as well for allowing me to share my my story. I'm sorry it took so long, man. You're like, can't stop talking. You know what? <laughs> you have to cut this. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Roger. That was amazing. Um, oh, I I look as we were talking. I was like, this is. There's no way I'm going to edit this down. It's just such an amazing story, and I think we we probably could have talked here for hours. Um, <laughs> But maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll have to do another one another day to talk about some more as well. Sure. So, Roger, for now, thanks a million, um, and uh, yeah, we'll chat again soon. Sure, man. Thank you so much. And that was our chat with Roger. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We generally could have kept talking for another hour or two and we have done in the past and um, we'll probably get roger back on for a, a follow-up and to talk about other things to do with coffee as well in the in the future if there's anybody else you think we should have a chat to or you'd like to hear on the podcast or hear from on the podcast feel free to let us know on socials 
you can contact uh, myself at being delivered but for now thanks for, and i hope you enjoyed it and look forward to chatting with you again soon i've been your host as always james coffee and this has been coffee chats coffee